Hey, I'm Allison Hare, and welcome to Little Left of Center, the podcast that interviews culture changers that are reshaping our world and breaking new ground. As the New Year's resolutions start to slide a little bit, it's hard to ignore that there are more wellness experts out there ready to help you get back on track. But how do you find a health combination and experts that are right for you? On this episode, I interview Kristen Oja. She's the founder of Stat Wellness, pioneering the first medicine plus movement practice. Combining affordable personalized medicine, personal training, group classes, and nutrition and health coaching, Kristen has grown her practice at lightning speed. But even more importantly, she sheds light on how powerful it is to unlock your own combination of healthcare, easy tips to keep yourself on track, and be in your optimal state. I love talking to Kristen and learn so much. So, to pivot for a minute, I always give a really quick update on me and behind the scenes look. And right now I'm in California for a sister's weekend. I'm sitting here with my niece, Sarah Hernandez. She is she is 16. Are you 16? No, I'm 60. Oh, 60. Okay, great. She's got loads of personality. But I'm in California for a sister's weekend, and we went on a six-mile hike today. There's something so rejuvenating about being in nature and moving your body. I loved it, and I'm always reminded that I need to be out in nature more. Where's your happy place outside? You can text me your response at 470-242-6311. And last but not least... My newest feature is an audience-submitted tongue twister, and I'm going to do it in one take. I always love tongue twisters, so let's try this one from my niece, Sarah Hernandez. Okay. Rubber baby bubby, rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber, wait, rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby, okay, you do it. Rubber baby buggy bumper, rubber baby buggy bumper. Thank you. How do you do that? That's I don't awesome. know. <laughs> here is my chat with Kristen Oja. We're here with Kristen Oja of Stat Wellness. I'm so excited to have you on for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. And if you wouldn't mind, please tell us your background. Tell yeah, us who you are. Absolutely. Let me know if I'm going too long. Um, so my name is Kristen Oja, and Speed it I up. okay. Go ahead. <laughs> So I started Stat Wellness in 2014, actually, uh, but the concept has changed drastically over the past five years. So I started Stat Wellness when I worked in the emergency room as a nurse, and I found that everybody wanted everything stat. And so it became a play on words because really stat wellness is not achieve stat. So it stands for strength to achieve total wellness. And my whole goal was to let people know that little by little, a little become a, can become a lot. You don't have to do drastic lifestyle changes or anything extreme to get healthier. And we're always moving on that continuum to health and total wellness. And so I started doing corporate wellness. That was really my passion because I felt like those people, they had desk jobs, high stress, a lot of these things that are risk factors for chronic disease. So I really targeted them and did a lot of corporate wellness. And then I started doing boot camps at Lasseter High School in East Cobb. And I worked as a nurse practitioner, and then I got my doctorate degree. And through my doctorate studies, I really focused on gut health. And I just kept going back to why. Why as a nation are we getting sicker and sicker? And what is missing? What is the piece of the puzzle that we're just not doing in conventional medicine or integrative medicine? And I really found a lot of it is the accountability. A lot of people know what they need to do 
do, but they don't have that community to make sure they're achieving it. So that kind of started me thinking about this unique concept that we have now, uh, Stat Wellness, which opened January 28th of 2019. So we're about to be at one year of being open. And we're the first medicine and movement practice in the nation. And our goal is to be affordable and attainable and to really change people's lives. So our whole slogan is we want to give you the knowledge through medicine and we want to show you through movement how you can become your best self because wellness feels good. I was wondering about that too, because I'd never heard of, I've heard of functional medicine um, practices, but never coupled with movement. So explain a little more about what that is. And if you could explain what functional medicine is, because functional medicine is something I feel unbelievably passionate about, but so few people know about it. Yes. And it is one thing, once you know about it, it's the only way you think. It is a mind shift and it's the only way I can view everything. And really I take functional medicine much further to functional movement, functional relationships. So functional medicine is really about figuring out the root cause of what's going on. So we believe in functional medicine that your body is working as one system. So it's not your gut by itself. It's not your hormones by themselves. It's not your brain alone. Your body works as one system and one cause can cause multiple symptoms and one symptom can have a lot of different conditions. So the arrow goes both ways. So we try to help uncover different triggers from out your, throughout your life that may be causing your symptoms today. So with my patients, I go all the way back to birth. Were you a vaginal delivery or a C-section? Were you breastfed or not? How many antibiotics wow. were you on before the age of three? Cause we really find that How would those people know that. So some have to call their mom or if their mom has passed, we just never really know. You may ask the siblings or things like that, but... I think those are questions to ask because we're now learning more and more about the gut microbiome and the role it plays on your overall health. So if you are a C-section, you're born into a sterile field. You're not going through the vaginal canal and getting all the gut microbiome. So taking a functional medicine approach, for example, would be looking at, okay, was there any stress in your delivery? How many antibiotics were you on? Were your parents married or divorced? What was your diet like growing up? Did you have a standard American diet? Did you eat home-cooked meals? Um, Did you eat mainly burgers and fries? Wow. So we go and we try to piece together every aspect of your life and find known triggers. And then, of course, we like to do functional medicine diagnostic testing. So we don't just do the standard physical labs looking at kidneys and liver and TSH. We take a deeper dive. We want to see your nutrients. We want to see food sensitivities. We want to examine your gut microbiome. We want to look at not just your adrenal health or how's cortisol. We want to see the cortisol curve. Are you waking up and is your cortisol? all skyrocketing, which is our stress hormone. And is it gradually going down as the day goes on? Because a lot of us in America don't have that normal cortisol curve. So we, with functional medicine, are trying to take a deeper dive, figure out where in your body is there dysfunction? What can we do to help you find function again? So it is really exciting because you're not just labeling somebody with a disease. You're not just saying, here's a symptom and here we're going to manage it. Here's how we're going to manage it. We're taking a deeper dive and trying to heal your body. So hopefully you don't need medications long term and then get the side effects of it and, you know, stay on them for life, which is what I found in the emergency room. Yeah. So when I went to um, get my physical for my regular general practitioner, And, you know, right before the physical, the nurse practitioner would ask me, how are things going? Let's talk about your medicines because we're a practice that we want to get you off of them. Yes. And I'm like, thank God. That's amazing. Because that does not happen. And one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about and, and, 
um, that I think is so important about functional medicine. And one thing I don't know that people have connected or they're starting to connect is that um, autoimmune diseases are uh, skyrocketing. People are getting sicker and sicker. They're having ailments that they are chronically tired or have chronic diseases, chronic fatigue, um, or even just, you know, their, their stomach hurts. Mm-hmm. But they have not really put together that maybe it was caused by the food. And it wasn't that they're making poor decisions. It's just how the world is organized around them through, you know, the traditional American diet or standard American diet. And I think, you know, understanding um, and, and just to kind of give you some background of how I know about functional medicine. So my parents are, my father is 91. Mm -hmm. My mother is 77. Um, Both of them struggle with their health. Mm -hmm. Both of them struggle with their weight. Um, And I, a few years ago, just went completely psycho after having my kids. And it was psycho. Like it was to the point where I might, I may have had not an eating disorder, but some type of neurosis that had taken me to a place I had never been before to try and get back to my, you know, pre-baby body. But I think it was because of watching my parents and saying, I don't want to live like that. What is wrong with me? And so I started to go, um, you know, to uh, trainers and to nutritionists and I wasn't losing the weight and, and had, you know, the gut. And I'm like, I don't understand. I'm doing everything right. And then somehow that walked me into functional medicine where, yes. and I felt fine, you know, like I wasn't, um, I, I sleep fine. I don't have like some of the traditional things of why people would go to the doctor. I just was like hell bent on not being in that position where my health was suffering. I'm afraid to get old because yes. it looks, it feels, it looks like it fucking sucks. Yes. You know? <laughs> And, uh, and that was not where I wanted to be. And, and when I started to learn about that, and then I started to learn, like, I I have a girlfriend of mine that, um, um, was diagnosed with breast cancer and she had a a single mastectomy Mm -hmm. and she has been recovering from that. And she's like, something's wrong with my hormones. I can feel it, but I go to the doctor and they're not telling me what I want to hear. And so I told her about, she lives in Brooklyn. Yeah. I told her about functional medicine and she's like, what is that? And so she is now going to see somebody. Yes. And I, I'd love to talk to you more about um, the hormones because I think, you know, the adrenal fatigue and the the things that we feel about the bloat and the weight gain that people just assume is normal because they're women or they're getting older or they had kids. Yes. You know, tell us more about the connection there. Mm-hmm. So that is one of my favorite things to talk to people about and to give them hope that you shouldn't have to eat like a bird and exercise like a fiend to have a certain metabolic rate. So we really take a deeper dive and try to figure out what's going on. I work with a lot of women postpartum and progesterone levels a lot of times don't come back up where they should be. And progesterone is your relaxing, calming hormone. So on top of not getting enough sleep, whether you breastfed or not, your body is, it went under physical stress from having a baby. It went under emotional stress because now you're a mom and your body looks different. But when progesterone is low, think of that again as relaxing and anti-inflammatory cortisol can become elevated. And cortisol is a stress hormone that is similar to taking steroids. So people, if you've ever been on a steroid for lung infections or 
skin rashes or, you know, whatever is going on, sinus infections, steroids, they always warn you, it's going to make you hungrier. It's going to make you gain weight. It's going to make you irritable. It's going to cause, if you're on a long-term abdominal weight gain. So you have to think of your body's natural cortisol is that same steroid. It's going to make you hungry. It's going to make your blood sugar go up. It's going to make you gain weight primarily around your abdomen. And that's why earlier when I was mentioning not just looking at your hormones in the blood work, which by the way, today, actually I had three patients come in and they were all postpartum and they were like, Kristen, my, something is wrong with me. I am emotionally not the way that I was before having Mm. my child. Uh, They started postpartum depression groups. I mean, they're just like so forward thinkers, but they went in and they were like, I wanted my GYN or OB to check my hormones. And they said, there's really no point at this time. Like just keep, you know, taking care of yourself, exercise spending time with your friends and family like this is all normal and so of course we they come in and we look at their hormones because of course we want to see where your hormones are at you're not feeling good we want to see how can we optimize that whether it's doing hormone replacement therapy or not there's great natural lifestyle things to do there's great supplements there's great dietary changes so there's a lot to do to help with hormone balance but you have to be willing to dig deeper and figure out what it is so we like to do different things like saliva testing or dried urine hormone testing like the dutch test to further I've examine it. it's so I've you taken can every single one of these things. it's amazing i mean you know from the dutch test it's it's so different to see how your body's breaking down estrogen. How is it storing estrogen? How are you methylating? And these are over-the-counter tests that you can take and yes. just send it out kind of like 23andMe. Yes. And then it comes back with results. But then how do you read them? And that's where you guys come in. Yes. And they're very, they're complex tests. They give yeah. you a lot of information. But we're just learning so much more. It's not black and white. And I always let people know when you get to a point where you feel amazing, look at where your labs are at because that's your optimal. These reference ranges Mm. are not optimal. They are looking at the general population. They're putting them on a bell curve. They're saying this 2% is abnormal, this 2% is abnormal. But is that your healthy? Is that your optimal? So I always say once we get patients where we want them to be, let's star these labs. This is where you feel the best. Let's always strive for this through every decade, every generation, whether you are postpartum, uh, perimenopausal, you know, it, it gives us a good baseline. How often do you recommend getting tested? So that's a great question. It really depends on where you're at on your health journey. So my patients where I get their labs and we have a lot of work to do, which RW, if you look at Stat Wellness, it's a triangle inside with a space and it's mind, body, and spirit. And there's room for growth in all of us. Hmm. So no matter how healthy or how optimal you feel, there is places for improvement. So I like to work with people that understand that are always looking to be their best, perform their best, think their best, have the best relationships, um, you know, have the most gratitude. And, you know, there's just room for improvement in everybody. So If you are very, very healthy, today I just graduated somebody to once a year check-in. That is very, very rare, usually with women especially because hormones change all the time. Until I get your labs exactly where I want them, I'm going to see you every three months. So it depends. If you are somebody that has a sluggish thyroid or hypothyroidism and we have to add some low-dose thyroid medicine, whether it's natural or uh, pharmaceutical, I'm going to want to look at your labs in four to six weeks. Let's make sure it's the right dose. So it really is customized and personalized, but most of the time I'm seeing my patients every three to six months until I feel like they're in a really good place. One of the things that I've been really impressed by is Dr. Stephen Gundry and Dr. Mark Hyman that are really, really public with um, bringing awareness to functional medicine. But one of the the biggest drawbacks is that it's not covered under insurance. Yes. And what I think is insane about that is that doctors, MDs, not MDs, all MDs, but 
typical general practitioners are not even trained to read labs yes. that are this complex. So tell me where the disconnect is. Why is there so much dissonance? Not not just with the insurance part of it, but why is it, why are, are medical doctors, you know, traditional medical doctors not learning well, the, to this complexity? Well, unfortunately, it's everywhere because you even think of like, I have my bachelor's, my master's, my doctorate, I'm a personal trainer. We never got detailed nutrition and any of that until I went on and got board certification and uh, through the Institute of Functional Medicine with Mark, Mark Hyman is the chair of that. Mm. So I think one that it takes a while for science and research and protocols to catch up on what we know. So they say in general, like if we find out something is true, like gluten impacting Hashimoto's, it can be 17 years until it's been researched, published enough to be put in their protocols to be mm. taught in school. So I like to say optimistic and believe that if you fast forward 15 years from now, you know, 10 years from now, they are going to be taught, okay, cortisol, is, it's not just black and white. You have Addison's disease or Cushing's. There's gray. There is this adrenal dysfunction that does exist. So I like to think 10, 15 years, it's going to be covered. They're going to know how to interpret tests, at least to some degree. But I think science just takes a while to catch up with what we see is true in evidence. And from an insurance and payment perspective, <clears throat> this, it sounds like a rich person's way of staying healthy, which would be nice. But, you know, the reality is the majority of, of Americans are, you know, I think in 10 years, 51% are, are projected to be obese. Yes. You know, and the, the level, uh, you know, there is no access to this kind of care. Yes. So you had talked about step wellness being an affordable solution. So can you talk more about, yes. you know, how can people justify the cost mm -hmm. of it? You know, like they say you're going to pay now or pay later and maybe pay now is eating right, yes. you know, or healing with food, you know, but talk to me more about that. That is my number one mission. So I think it's so important to realize that you don't have to do every test at the beginning. You don't have to be on 15 supplements a day. You don't have to pay thousands of dollars per visit to get functional medicine. It's a thought process. It's a way of connecting the dots. So I just kind of backing up, I will work with my patients without them even doing any labs. I can't prescribe hormones and things like that without seeing their levels. But there is so much we can work on with lifestyle and supplements before even getting into medications and hormones. So don't be defeated if you can't afford tests. I think that's like number one, because there's still so much you can do with functional medicine. And that was really my mission. So our membership is based on what does it cost to have a gym membership and how can we include medicine into that? So we have three membership options. We have medicine only, we have medicine and movement, and we have movement only. And I, a wise person once told me, Kristen, you have to do what works and not what you want. So in October was when our medicine and our movement only started before I was like, everything is medicine and movement. I'm not going to budge from our mission. Mm -hmm. But I found that it doesn't work for everybody. So I need to do with what works. And so our medicine membership, it's $150 per month and you can use uh, for medicine because it's kind of like, have you heard of DPC or direct primary care? Mm-mm. So there's a huge movement for direct primary care because what's happening is that people are paying really, really high insurance uh, premiums, and then it's not covering everything that they want. Mm -hmm. So they're saying, why don't we have this DPC model where you pay $75, $80 per month and you get primary care access outside of your insurance? And so they found that people were able to get better primary care. They were able to see somebody quicker. They didn't have to worry about insurance reimbursements, paying these really high premiums. So there's this whole movement for direct primary care. 
because my thought process is in a 10, 15 minute visit, I realized 75, $80 per month wasn't going to work for the quality of care that I wanted to provide. So we went up to 150. A lot of the gyms in the Atlanta market are more expensive than that. Mm -hmm. When you think of um, the boutique fitness scene, even these large gyms, um, they can, they come with a large price. So the 150 per month includes five medical visits a year that you can use for well or sick visits. So our first one's an hour long and the next four 30 minutes with the healthcare provider. So it's not, 30 minutes from the waiting room till when you get seen, it's 30 minutes completely one-on-one together. Um, it also includes no lab draw fees. So you can come in and get a vitamin D level checked and we're not going to charge you. We also have negotiated with LabCorp some of the most inexpensive cash-based pricing. So if you need to do a full women's panel and you're not even going to go through insurance, it's $295 to look at all of your hormones, all of your nutrients, inflammatory markers, kidney function, liver, very comprehensive test. And then the thing that I love about it is it includes 10 health coaching sessions that are each up to an hour long. Mm -hmm. So you have that accountability because that is what I find is missing. Even if I see you every six months or every three months, how do I know you're going to be doing your plan in the three months in between when I see you? It is so easy. You look at New Year's resolutions. Most of them are gone by what? January 15th. Mm -hmm. 9% of people make a resolution and keep it through the year, which I was surprised when I read that statistic that it was that high. 9%. I'm like, wow. (laughs) 12 percent. These right? guys are committed. Right. So um, we include that health coaching because we really want people to see results and we really want them to have the accountability. Mm-hmm. So you get five medical visits, 10 health coaching. You get to meet with uh, one of our dietitians or nutritionists that both have master's degrees for an hour and talk about food because food plays a huge role in our huge. overall health. Yeah. And then we don't look at the scale. We don't look at the number. We do body composition scans. So we look at visceral fat because I want to see how high is the visceral fat or the fat deep around your organs. You can be skinny or fat and visceral fat can be low or high. It's not based on weight. It's more diet related Mm. and hormonal related. I'd be afraid to take that test. Well, visceral (laughs) fat, you need to come and do it because you can't see it. You can't feel it, but it increases your risk of diabetes, heart Mm. disease, Mm -hmm. um, inflammation, strokes. So we look at visceral fat. We look at basal metabolic rate. Is your metabolism where it needs to be? We look at symmetry. Is your right and your left leg as strong as it should be? And are they the same strength? So wild. or is your right leg weaker than your left? Well, now let's get that functional movement in and prevent injuries because we know when your legs are asymmetrical, you're going to have hip issues, back issues, knee issues, ankles. So we look at all of that. We look at markers of hydration and inflammation. So I don't care what your weight is. I don't care what your body mass index is to a degree. I care about what's your visceral fat. What's your inflammation? What is your lean muscle mass? Do you have enough muscle mass to support your joints when you are 70, when you are 80, um, so that getting old doesn't look scary like how do we age gracefully um so it's it's not as a nation we actually are living longer when you look back Mm -hmm. we're living longer and longer but we're not living longer and healthier Mm -mm. so we're living longer and sicker we're on more medications to keep up keep us alive so how can we live longer and healthier how can we change our biological age and not respond to our chronological age so it's really exciting to me looking at that whole picture and putting it into we basically say it's like a payment plan. You're getting all of this to use within a year and you pay 150 per month and we can do cash-based labs and we can order just what we need to and get it as inexpensive as possible. And then you also get 10% off supplements or products or IV therapy or things like that. So to us, when you bundle it all together, it's like a $1,500 savings. And we actually don't make a lot of money off our members. Our goal is really to transform America and transform healthcare. So 
my husband, he says, Kristen, how long are you going to keep this pace? And I said, until, until we make a footprint in functional medicine space and let people know you can do it affordably and attainably. So right before you came, I texted Megan Armstrong, who just started working yes. with you. And I was like, okay, give me some nuggets about Kristen. Yes. <laughs> I'm about to interview her. And she's like, you know, I'm still getting to know her, but she works harder than anybody I've ever seen. And she is smart as hell. And Aww. I don't know if you want me to say this. I can edit it out if you need to. But she's like, she sold her house literally for this business. Yes. And I'm wondering, there is something that pulled you to do that. Yes. And I'm wondering what that was like for you. So, you know, I think, so I'm married. I've had, I've been with my husband now for nine years. We've been married for four. And he is a saint because what you'll find in life is when it's your passion and your mission, it's so much easier to run full speed ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you do the Enneagram or personality test. Okay. So I'm an enthusiast. I'm a three wing four. Okay. Awesome. The achiever. <laughs> Yes. Um, so I'm the enthusiast. And so I see opportunities in everything. And so if I find that there's room for improvement in people's lives, I see that opportunity and I want to run after it. So for us, it was this year has been hard. It's been a challenge because I had a great salary. I had job flexibility as a nurse practitioner with my doctorate degree. I could find a job anywhere, work two, three days a week and make good money. Um, but I wasn't fulfilled. I felt like I wasn't transforming people's lives the way I wanted to. And it's not even, I shouldn't even use the word I in that it's that team, that community, that stat wellness mission. Um, I never want a business based on me or I, it is about what we're doing and what we stand for. And I want every single person when they leave there to feel better than when they walked in. So for me, seeing that mission and understanding that it's so easy to give up things. And my husband and I talk about all the time that, Things don't make us happy. Even though this has been a hard year, it's been a roller coaster. It's the happiest. And um, actually, my labs look the better than they've ever looked. My hormones look good. And I'm waking up at 345 every day. But I'm learning what it's like to give first. Um, And I think that's to a degree. I'm learning that you have to fill your cup first before you can fill into others. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, it was easier, I think, than my husband at different times because my husband is a loyalist. So he is a stable, risk-adverse person. My husband's like that too. Yes. So when I told him when I came home and I was like, Cam, I was like, now's the time. Now's the time that we're going to do this. And he was like, are you sure now's the time? Like, what about kids? What about a family? We have this house. And I was like, no, now, now's the time. And it's opportunities they're presenting and we've got to run and so when we started it it was not is he involved in the business with you or does he do something else so he works at Turner Broadcasting and he Uh has a great job there and he loves his job but he is very involved in the business like when we come home we have to set up times we time batch and so I set up times where at dinner we're not going to talk about stat because we could talk about it all the time he's so After getting the business started, he's so invested and he's asking questions. My staff or our staff will call him and be like, Cameron, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. So he's like a second pair of eyes and he's detail oriented. He's strategic, but it was hard. It was at the point where it was like, you know, maybe we could make it work and cover our mortgage, but do we want to like, is it worth that? And we were like, you know, things don't make us happy. This is actually causing us more stress. We're going to sell it. And it was supposed to be a much easier transition because we were just going to move into a townhouse, sell our house, move into a townhouse 
house, but it wasn't ready for us to move into. And so we lived on my sister's floor for almost three months on a mattress romantic on her floor with our Weimaraner <laughs> dog, getting up at 345 every day, working 14, 16, 18 hours. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of sacrifices that we made, but they don't feel like sacrifices, um, at least to me. Maybe next you need to interview my husband. <laughs> but he's done such a good job of really being a trooper because I know that it's I'm assuming harder for him because it's not his mission and his passion, although it has become like we were talking about earlier, my husband's lost 42 pounds in a year and it, he's seen how much it's changed his life and it's making him even more passionate about what we're doing. Well, especially when he's healthier, he probably feels better as more energy is more energized about it. And it sounds like you're living a purpose driven life. Yes. You know, by following that, and I'm wondering if we rewind back, why medicine? Why was that of interest to you? What were you like as a kid? What were you like in high school? Oh, that's funny. So, um, and you know, Megan, her, speaking of Megan Armstrong, her cousin and I went to high school together. Oh, and wow. And we just made the connection. So it was such a small world. So back even before high school, I came out of the womb in a, sto- in a storm. I've been an entrepreneur since day one. I was leading dance camps in my parents' backyard. I was having him drive me to play it against sports to pick up a huge <laughs> Did you gymnastic. you up here in Georgia? Yeah, in East Cobb. So I okay. lived in Northampton, which is still around. Um, that's where my parents are right now. And I went to Lasseter High School. And I would go and work too at Einstein's Bagels before high school. I would go and work there from 4.45 till when school started. And my dad was like, Kristen, you know, you don't need to work at Einstein's Bagels for $6 an hour before you go to high school and smell like bagels all day. And I was like, no, I always had this drive to work hard. So part of it is inherent. Like I'm just a hard worker. Um, But I also wanted that freedom to be able to kind of have my own money, have my own kind of independence. So that really motivated me. In high school, I played lacrosse and I danced and I like to live on the line. I like to be risky. And my parents, they always said that they never wanted to squash that in me because they knew that one day I'd use it 100% for good. And my parents are the most amazing things in the world. So Mm. without them, I would definitely not be who I am today um, because they try not to squash that passion and drive, which sometimes got me in trouble, sometimes was used for good. Um, Now I think it's definitely used for good. But I have always been a high energy, hardworking, really dedicated person. And it's just figuring out how can I put those skills or those gifts that I think are from God towards serving others. Um, and so, you know, this year going back, like we decided not to pay myself any money this year. We wanted to just really work Mm. and build the business. And one of the things that I think is amazing about my parents is when we were little, they would give us jars. We had our saving, spending and offering jar and they would give us money each week and it changed depending on our age. And they said, they would always say, what do you do with your money first? And you always give. And then what do you do with your money second? We have those same pouches. It Mm -hmm. is. I mean, I will always remember that sitting there and always joking with my parents and being like, I'm going to spend first. And they're like, no, no, no. So you have (laughs) to give first, then you save and then you spend what you have left over. And so this year, like as we enter into 2020 and ending year one, I'm like, well, you know, maybe I should start paying myself a low salary. And I was like, no, you got to give first. So um, it's been really exciting because I just talked on Instagram about how I want to find a nonprofit to share some of our profit with before I pay me um, and so many people reached out with amazing nonprofits and organizations. And so I just feel like that's something that's huge for me. So we're, I think 2020 is going to look different for my husband and I, I think we're having more stability. I think we're going to eventually take a paycheck, but I want to go back to my roots and say, okay, how can I give first 
then how can I save for us? And then how can we spend third? And so I just thank my parents for that. That's amazing. And I've got to go back. You said you have a background in dance. What kind of dance? (laughs) So I did everything. I was I always had to do ballet because I was a competitive dancer. So they required me to you do ballet. Like you're really competitive. Are you competitive? Yes. Yeah, I am. Achiever yeah. is my number three when you look yeah. at the Enneagram, but I am very competitive. Um, and I tend, I I thought this wasn't true. I do um, mentorship at Buckhead Church and I was meeting my mentor. And I she was, was wondering, like, they give saves, that I got that from Buckhead Church. Yeah. They give, yeah. yeah. So I, I love my mentor there. And I've realized this year has been a lot of personal growth because I went in there and I was like, I just, I don't think that I really have much to talk about and all this. And, you know, after we've been working together for six months, she was like, Kristen, you know, you really like to control everything in your life. (laughs) And it just, it made me laugh because I was like, you know, I really do. Sometimes you're so blind to your flaws. Um, So, and I don't even know why I was talking about the control. It had something to do with what you were asking me. Um, Dance. Oh, so yes, I've always been very competitive. I always think it, it went to the competitiveness. So when we played games, <laughs> super competitive. But dancing, I had to do ballet. I had to do point. I had to do all of those things, even though I didn't love them. What I loved was actually break dancing. So what many people don't know oh about me God. is I still break dance. So that's a secret for this podcast. <laughs> um, I Oh my God, if I had video, I would make you break dance. <laughs> oh yeah. So my husband, he would always see when we'd be at an event, he would see one shoe come off and he'd see the next shoe and I'd see him all the way across being like no because break dancing was coming so I do coffee grinders and stalls oh they still come out regularly they still (laughs) although I can't flip the way I used to and sometimes I think I still can and um I can't but I'll still break out the worm I'll still break out the coffee grinder and the stalls but hip-hop and um tumbling like I did a lot of tumbling and gymnastics that was like my jam and then ballet was what I had to do for the discipline and the form and to make me better at hip-hop you sound like you're driven by something else and I have to share a quick dance story so uh, um a week and a half ago I went to on a whim to uh, dance 101 oh my gosh my favorite place Rebel Groove. Have you done this? So Lauren Powers, who's one of our instructors, uh-huh. does. We do pop-ups at Stat all the time because Rebel Groove and the one of the founders, oh Ashley, Ashley, is yeah, she's incredible. I'm interviewing her. Oh, are you? Yeah, she's yeah, yeah, yeah. she's incredible. And Lauren Powers is an amazing Rebel um, Groove instructor. And her story is fascinating too because she wasn't even a dancer. Um, but you feel so empowered as you probably felt yes. when you went last week. Yeah. So I went and. Every light in my body lit up from this one dance class. And the concept of this Rebel Groove is that you have this really fun choreography, this great beat, you know, like usually they have remixes of songs that you've probably never heard. So um, you just follow the choreography as best you can. Um, And I guess by the third time you kind of pick it up, but it... um, it's darker in there. So I knew I look like a complete (laughs) jackknife. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a very good dancer. I've taken dance lessons because I enjoy it on and off for years, mostly off, you know, Um, but I'm, I'm freaking 45 and I'm like, why not? Why not just go and do it? And I've been back three times. Yes. (laughs) It's been a week and a half. And, but what I think was so amazing about it and why the movement part of what you do is so important, not just, you know, going to work out, but what I found, yes, it was a great workout. 
no, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I probably look like an ass. But <laughs> I think what is, but I didn't care. And I think what I was so desperate for and what I got from that experience was simply the release. Yes. Of just moving my body. And I'd love to know what that's like. What kind of offerings do you have at Step Wellness? So every once in a while, Rebel Groove. So you need to come with you me next time me it's know. there. I'm it totally is, there. Oh, that I'm is my I'm so bummed that it's not even there. You know, like I'm, I look, now I'm like psycho. Like, yeah. okay, can I fit it in? Can I leave work? go somehow mask that I'm sweaty and get back into my work clothes yes. and go back to work. It is so addicting. And oh it my is God. so, it is so addicting and so fun. Um, so our classes, we have three of them. We have strength, stamina, and stability, and they're really your fit prescription. So we look at what kind of elements do you need when you're thinking of a workout program? You need to have something that increases muscle mass to support your joints, to support your body composition, to help so with technical. your technical. Yes. <laughs> to help with your basal metabolic rate. So yeah. like if you want to burn more calories, you have to have more muscle, right? Mm-hmm. If you're pre-diabetic or diabetic, the more muscle mass you have, the more it pulls in glucose to be used for energy. Mm. So strength training is a key component. And the majority of people think, and um, a lot of women are now moving away from this, which is so exciting that if I start lifting weight, I'm going to bulk bulky. up. Right. And I am just, it's been so fun to see the, the movement the last few years. And strength is actually our most popular class at stat wellness people love it because it's 55 minutes of just weightlifting. and some women go in there and they've never held a barbell like ever and now they're holding a barbell and they're lifting weight and it's a very safe environment it's mm-hmm. non-threatening um, but it's 55 minutes of strength training then we have stability because you have to have some stable moves. You've got to work on unilateral moves. You've got to work on balance to help with your reaction time, coordination as you get older, and some of the accessory muscles so that you're supporting your shoulder joints, your hips, your knees. So stability is all low impact. We use TRX. We use gliders. We use bender balls. We use resistant bands and body weight. And then stamina is our high-intensity interval training. So this is more like the orange series, the blast. Like you're going to mm-hmm. get sweaty. You're going to work out, um, really get your heart rate up. Up. And it was interesting. And I was talking to Megan the other day and I was like, it's been fun educating people that when you work out, it doesn't always have to be pouring sweat, breathing super hard. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we need cardio for heart health, but there's so much benefit in the stable moves and the strength training. And so we really want to pull together some of those functional movements and give you a fit prescription. So you've been open for a year. What are the kind of transformations that you've seen? Yes. What's your fit? Fa- tell me your favorite story. So I have a lot of them. Um, we, the biggest weight loss we've seen in the space in the year when you're just putting it on a number is a little over 40 pounds, which is really exciting because we don't, again, don't focus on the number. Mm-hmm. What to me is life-changing is the people that come in. I have a few stories in there. I'm not going to share their names. So, but if they're listening, they'll probably know who they are. One girl um, is one of my favorite or ladies. She for 11 years has been struggling with her weight and her sleep and just not understanding what's going on. And we did the adrenal saliva test a few times and her cortisol came back so high during the day. And I'm like, this is like abnormally high during the day. Like, are you sure you're not taking steroids? You're not doing anything. And, and we, it took us about a good, I would say probably six months to figure out that her face cream that she'd been using every single day for 11 years had very, very, very low dose steroids in it Oh my God. that was keeping her awake at night, causing her weight gain and causing her cortisol to be elevated. Holy so shit. for her, it was the confidence of somebody taking a deeper dive and really listening and understanding like 
this is how I'm eating. This is how I'm exercising and I'm still not sleeping. And, you know, of course there was other components Mm -hmm. like we needed to balance our hormones a little bit, get her gut a little bit healthier. And she's worked so hard, Uh, but she's lost about 25 pounds now. She's sleeping. She feels better. And there's something so empowering about that, knowing that it's not all in your head. Um, I'm sure we've all been there. We have a symptom, Mm -hmm. we feel a certain way and it's all in our head and we start to believe it, but it's not. So she's one of them. One of my other favorite success stories is somebody that is not our typical functional medicine person. She had no idea what it was. Um, She was actually referred by a very close person. And she came in and she was like, I just want to start moving and exercising. And she did our founding membership. So she's coming in for medicine. And she grew up in a household where she had never cooked. Like she didn't as a young girl, she doesn't as a mom. Cooking is not a part of their life. It is easier to go through a drive-thru and pick Mm. something up. And so it was really fun to be like, you know what? We don't need to do any labs for a while. We need to focus on that lifestyle. We need to focus on, okay, three days a week, I want you cooking at home. I want you making this smoothie. This is something that you can do. And I want you doing these classes. And she has been so dedicated and motivated. And every time I talk to her, she's like, I'm up to, you know, three, four days a week cooking at home. And to me, it's those little things. And I know it sounds like it's a like huge micro adjustments, you know, it's huge. And to me, that's just so empowering. And then also we've had two um, women with infertility get pregnant this year, which mm. has been really fun and empowering. Um, so really I always say that like we're a piece of the puzzle, but functional medicine requires work on the patient's part. So it is their dedication and their hard work that is leading to these transformations over the year. Um, but it's been really fun. And again, it's not just about a number, how you look, it's how do you feel? Like, do you feel valued? Do you feel important? Do you feel healthy? Do you wake up with energy? Are you motivated? I meet with people all the time and they're like, well, yeah, I'm exhausted at 3 PM, but isn't everybody. And yeah, I wake up and my joints hurt a little bit, but don't yours. And I'm like, no, that's not normal. It's not normal. Or I have to miss a week of school when I'm on my period because my cramps are so bad and I have to use heating pads and I'm taking ibuprofen and none of those can be regulated too. Oh, absolutely. It's one of my favorite things. Um, And, you know, conventional medicine, sometimes, not every time, but a lot of times the approach is birth control because that shuts Mm -hmm. down your body's own production of hormones and it helps with those symptoms. But we don't want to just put somebody on birth control unless, of course, you need birth control for preventing pregnancy or that's what you want to do. And then I support it. But if you don't want to, here's a bunch of other options, you know, X, Y, and Z to help Mm. get your hormones balanced. Well, what is next for you? Um... More locations, for sure. So we are looking and expanding. Um, We are really, really excited. Um, I don't know if you saw, but we just hired on a medical director that came from about four years of Cleveland Clinic and just moved to another hospital to be a medical director. But he's in rehab and physical medicine. So he comes from the acute care, seeing these things day in and day out. And so with him coming on board, he's really pushing me to start doing a lot more research. These are things that we know work. And he's like, we've got to get it published. We've got to get it out there. So for me, more research, more publications, pushing why functional medicine needs to be in mainstream medicine. This thought process is not crazy. We need to take a deeper dive into people's health and look at the system as one. So research is huge multiple locations so we can hopefully touch more people is another big goal of mine. And then hopefully Cam and I are starting to talk about maybe a family. So Yeah, that whole family thing. Have you considered offering this virtually? So we do. So we do telehealth right now. Um, The 
kind of, there's a few things with telehealth. You do have to meet with the person in person first. Mm -hmm. So we do new patients in office, but we have HIPAA compliant video technology platforms and you can go to any lab core facility to get your labs drawn. And then we can meet virtually. So we have a lot of people from around the nation that actually fly in for their new patient visit. So we get them established as a patient and then we work with them virtually and they may come in every year, every two years to be seen in person. And then they can still do the the health coaching virtually, the nutrition virtually. Um, So we do a lot of that. And then the other component that we're looking at doing is a lot more technology so that you can do our medicine and movement membership without actually coming in to work out in the gym. Mm. So we really want to kind of capitalize on the convenience of having such a smart device in our pocket. Totally. (laughs) Right. That's amazing. And I think that's where it should go, you know, like for, for people who are listening, I have people that listen all over the world or all over the country. And, you know, because I'm in Atlanta, I would hate to have it localized while you know, that sounds nice, but yes. where can I find some help by yes. me? And so, you know, I'm wondering how do people find a good practitioner by them? Yes. You know, is there is there a hierarchy or a scale to yes. look at, look for? So my training is through the Institute of Functional Medicine yeah. when you're talking about functional medicine or root cause. So ifm.org, you can go on there and actually search by your zip code and find practitioners, whether they're nurse practitioners, physicians, DOs, um, MDs that have their functional medicine board certification. And then I always recommend interviewing them. Um, so for me, I'm like always emailing patients back about like, here's how we can help you. Like, I'd mm-hmm. love to partner with you because it's it's got to work for both people, right? So I always say, go to ifm.org, put in your zip code, find a functional medicine person and make sure that you connect with them to some Mm. degree, because there's a lot of trust and rapport um, that happens in that relationship. Mm. So how can people contribute to your mission? So uh, just follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, stay tuned, um, share kind of the mission of just not settling for not feeling good. Like let's stop being sick and let's focus on wellness and health. And my husband came up with our slogan and our trademark, but it's wellness feels good. And it really does feel good. Um, I wonder, you know, before we close, what are some common symptoms that people don't realize could be something that can be cured with health oh my or gosh. With whatever? What are, what are so, common, what do people come in with, but they're like, oh, I had no idea. Yes. So huge, simple things for listeners mm-hmm. is acne, cystic acne, um, or just acne across the forehead, um, any kind of sinus infections, chronic nasal congestion, clearing your throat, any of that, cut out dairy for six weeks and see if it goes away. I am blown away by the amount of people's acne and nasal congestion post nasal drip that goes away with just cutting out dairy. Mm. And what is the that side effect? Yeah, yeah, what's what's the side effect of cutting out dairy, right? So I think that's a huge thing is the power of food over our skin, over our nasal passages, over our gut. So I think that's a big kind of takeaway to just experiment and see. If you want to see what role food's playing, like try Whole30 or something like that to cut out some of the common food sensitivities. Of course, it can be healthy things like avocado or cauliflower. We see ginger show up all the time. But doing something like Whole30 for 30 days and seeing do you feel better, I think is really important and key. Um, the other thing that I think of is also a lot of people think when they have reflux or when they have, uh, bloating or slowed motility that they are over stomach acid producers. And so they go on proton pump inhibitors. And so that is a really common medication that's abused and people stay on it for years and years and years. And when you take away stomach acid, you take away absorption of nutrients. Mm. So I challenge you, if you have some reflux, if you have some digestive issues, see if you are an over stomach acid producer or an under stomach acid producer. 
And there is easy ways to do that. You can drink lemon water with your meals. You can add apple cider vinegar in with water. Don't drink it straight. Your dentist will hate you and me. (laughs) Um, So, but trying to see, do you feel better? Do you digest better when you have more stomach acid? Um, Because really digestion starts in the mouth and then the stomach. And so a lot of times we forget and we like go on proton pump inhibitors to make us feel better. And then we're actually worsening that digestive process. We're not able to break down and absorb our nutrients in our small intestines. So I think making sure your gut's healthy by seeing what roles are food playing, making sure you have enough stomach acid to actually be able to break down your food and absorb nutrients. Because if your gut's not healthy, nowhere really in your body is healthy. I think it's really important. Also, don't underestimate the power of lifestyle. I think that's key. You really do need to sleep. You really do need to drink enough water and stand. And really, I always challenge my patients, like, look at your lifestyle. Where is like one thing you can do today that's going to make you better tomorrow? So maybe it's putting your phone down by 10 p.m. so that you can get good quality sleep. You're not laying in bed on Instagram. You know, what is that one thing? And it looks different for everybody. You have a sedentary job, like invest in a stand-up desk. Try to stand for three hours throughout the day. Do 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. You know, there's so many little things we can do that's going to make a huge difference in our health outcomes. And so I really challenge you to see lifestyle-wise, a lot of us know what we need to do, but start setting realistic and attainable goals. Don't try to change your whole life tomorrow. Start with small things. See that you're able to accomplish it and then move to the next. I love that. And where do people find you? So Instagram, Facebook, at Stat Wellness. Um, I don't do much on my own personal, but I'm starting to do it more. So it's at Kristen.Oja and it's Kristen with an I-N. And then you can always go to www.stat-wellness.com, which will be changing over to statwellness.com with our new website, which get ready for that. It's going to look awesome. Market Wake is an <laughs> amazing local company that's helping us create something great. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. This was great. And I'm like blown away with how many practical, easy things that we can do and just insight. So thank you so much for your commitment to all of our health. (laughs) Thank you. And you need to come in and do a dance, the rebel groove with us. I am ready. I'm so ready. We're going to dance together. (laughs) For sure. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I love how industrious and forward-thinking Kristen Oja is. I've linked all of her info in the show notes, and I highly recommend having your healthcare personalized wherever you are. As for Little Left of Center, these podcasts are available not only on your favorite listening app, but also on Decatur FM and on Salesforce Radio. If you haven't subscribed yet to my podcast, please do so now. It makes such a huge difference. You never miss an episode of these perspective-shifting conversations. Please leave a five-star review. And most of all, share this episode with all your friends and enemies. Culture changing is really a movement, but only works when the ideas are shared. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next week.